I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here at HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have questions you would like me to ask, find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa riding a two-game win streak back home to face the Wisconsin Badgers under interim head coach Jim Leonard. It is a 2.30 kick inside Kinnick Stadium, and at last check, the Hawkeyes are one-and-a-half-point underdogs. And my guest today covers the Badgers for the Wisconsin State Journal. It's Colton Bartholomew. Colton, thank you for the time again today. Yeah, anytime. You know, before we get into this game specifically, it seemed like the entire college football world was shocked just over a month ago when Wisconsin made the midseason coaching change at head coach. Uh, were those of you who are close to program as surprised as we were? And, and what changes have you seen under Jim Leonard? Yeah, I think there was definitely surprise. I, I knew that there was some movement behind the scenes that – things needed to change somewhat quickly to ensure that Paul Chris would be the coach going forward. And then, you know, you have those bad losses against Ohio state and Iowa and things just don't work out. Um, I, I think what Jim Leonard's done in this time as the interim is kind of just say, Hey, I know this is a tough situation. Our guys are in a bad spot, but end of the day, we just have to play better football. And you've seen in the last four weeks, you know, they're, they're passing the ball more on first down. They're being more efficient on offense as a whole. The defense has gotten healthier and better. So I think things kind of broke correctly for, for Jim Leonard to have some success here. But I think there was just a, a feeling that things needed to change at Wisconsin as a whole. It is the hope that Jim Leonard will win this job and, and be named the, the head coach moving forward? Yeah, I mean, that's all, all signs are pointing to that at this point. I, I think we, you talk to the players and they're all kind of like, we don't understand why he's not the head coach already. <laughs> they have a lot of faith and a lot of belief in him in that way. So I think that the, the feeling inside the administration is they would like to hire Jim Leonard as quickly as they can here. They just have to go through all the kind of machinations of the posting and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, things certainly have seemed to get a little better on the field, at least in the last few weeks for the Badgers. Uh, they seem to have a pretty balanced offensive attack featuring some familiar names for us Hawkeye fans like you know, Graham Mertz at quarterback, Braylon Allen at running back. Uh, what, what should we be looking for when Wisconsin has the ball Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I think the number one thing is that uh, this offense isn't 
just going to turn around and hand the ball off every play like you had in the last couple of years. And even though they have a guy like Braylon Allen, uh, who they are going to, they're going to feed a lot. Don't, don't get me wrong, but they're going to try to mix it up a little bit more, especially early on in the game, because when they do well early in games, it's because they're passing on first down, getting the defense on their heels and then attacking with the run. So I think that's that's probably a formula that they're going to try against Iowa. My biggest question for this offense and what I'm most excited to see is just how this offensive line, which had seven combinations in nine weeks so far, supposed to have the same one going into this week, but just how they can handle that front seven of Iowa, which is probably, you know, right there with Ohio state in terms of how good they are and how effectively they play stopping the run and everything like that. So I think that's the thing that I'm most curious to see on Saturday. You know, a couple of programs who have uh, you really made their hay on good offensive lines over the last decade or so, Iowa and Wisconsin, and kind of going through that same thing over here in Iowa, where uh, it feels like now Iowa has figured out its offensive line rotation and and things have gotten a little better these last few weeks. Has that been the case for Wisconsin then as well? Have have things seemed to improve uh, more recently? Yeah, I think they've improved, and I think they've just – I think they found the the – run schemes that work the best. I think they came into the year expecting and hoping to be more of a, an outside zone team. But then when you look at this, not all the numbers and everything that they've been doing, their most effective plays are very basic power, like pull lead stuff, like kind of going back to old school football, where it's just run down somebody's throat and go right at them. And I think Iowa's kind of got that same thing where they, when they finally had the success in the last few weeks, it's kind of just been going straight at people and doing bread and butter things and finally having a click. So I think both teams are in that mode where they've, it took, it took too long, unfortunately for both squads, but I think both of them are, are sitting there saying, okay, we know what we can do now. And now we just have to go and execute. And this is a, a really fascinating game on both sides because both of them just want to be more physical than the other team. And, you know, only one can be that they're on Saturday. You know, obviously, Jim Leonard, a defensive guy. The Badgers are always good on that side of the ball. Which players or position groups have been the strength so far this season? I think you have to start with uh, Nick Herbig and Keanu Benton. Herbig, the outside linebacker and pass rusher, and then Keanu Benton, the nose tackle. You know, it's a it's an incredible thing to watch. You know, the last few weeks, I mean, last week he was closer to healthy, so he played most of his normal snaps. But uh, a couple weeks before that, Keanu Benton had been dealing with a leg injury. Uh, before the bye week and he was going out there and gutting through it and trying everything he could and it was just amazing to watch the downfall of the run defense on the inside versus when he was on the field versus when he wasn't because when he was on the field and he was controlling the a gaps taking up double teams just not letting things move the the badgers were really stopping the run against everybody and then when they had to take him off the field to try to manage his reps it just people ran right through him you go look at that michigan state game it's you know i think it's something like five and a half yards per carry without him on the field and like two and a half with him on the field so just a major difference and then nick herbig off the edge he's been one of the best pass rushers in the the big 10 since uh you know early last season and that just continued this year Maryland had a couple of busts last week that led to sacks where they just didn't block them. Uh, I don't think I was going to make that mistake, but uh, he had a good game against the Hawkeyes last year. So I'm sure they're looking to 
either put a tight end or a back to his side and make sure that he's not kind of wrecking the game. So those are the two guys to really look for on Wisconsin. Yeah, that, that, that name probably gave chills to some of, uh, of our listeners over here in, in Hawkeye Nation. Uh, uh, Colton, the Badgers are 1-2 and two on the road this season, coming into a Kinnick Stadium that is finally excited to welcome the Hawkeye team home after a couple of straight wins. Uh, are there any worries about handling a tough road environment Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I mean, I don't think this team's proven that they can do that consistently. You know, you go and look at the Michigan State game, and they kind of let that fall after a hot start. And um, you know, just overall on the road this year, I mean, the, the one road win was at Northwestern, and Northwestern's just not a good team this year, so it's not as impressive as you and you would like it to be if you're just kind of looking at your resume. So I really do think that the the environment and everything like that is something that this team has to prove they can handle. I think being healthier and just going into a game, knowing the lineup that they're going to have um, is going to help a lot. I, I think there's just, they've had so many games where they've gone through a week thinking they might get, you know, player X back and then Friday afternoon comes and, Oh, he can't go. So now we're kind of adjusting. So I, I think that's going to help the Badgers a lot. And then I think, you know, Graham Mertz has to prove that, he can do what he did against Iowa last season in a more hostile environment because he protected the ball, didn't turn it over and just made the throws that he needed to on third down, especially. And that's really the formula, right? Like he talked about being aggressive against his Iowa defense, but you know, I, I asked him back like, yeah, but you can't be too aggressive. Right. And he goes, well, yeah, no, you can't be dumb. <laughs> so I think that's smart. Aggressive is going to be the, the key to this game on, uh, on Saturday at Kinnick stadium. You know, you talk about last year and th- this rivalry has been mostly one-sided of late, R- really since 2010, when, when Brett Bielema pulled the infamous fake punt, uh, the Badgers have won eight of the last 10. What, what's your sense of how Wisconsin, uh, the, the program and also the fan base kind of view Iowa's program here across the river? Yeah, I think there's a lot of respect, and I think there's just a feeling that, you know, that that is going to be one of the more physical games you play every year. And uh, I think that there's also kind of a question. I know I asked this to some people that I know that are on the Iowa program, like just where where are the the star kind of stud running backs or the stud offensive linemen that have – traditionally been there you know you lose Linderbaum last season and now when you look at this team like I don't see a a first round draft pick second round draft pick level guy playing at least I know they've got some guys coming through the pipeline soon that they believe are that talented but I I just think that they they see that as you know what could be if, if recruiting doesn't step back up and they don't get back into the competition that they need to be to to succeed in the Big Ten because you know, Iowa, I feel like Iowa and Wisconsin are kind of right on that borderline. Like they could be good every year. They could kind of fall back every couple of years. It's just, I think it's going to be even harder to do in the big 10 once this expansion happens in a couple of seasons. Yeah. You're, you're a couple of bad recruiting classes, maybe a bad coaching hire away from, uh, from falling back into mediocrity or, you know, the opposite of that, uh, you know, rising up and winning 10 games every year, going to Rose bowls and, and competing for big 10 championships. It's a uh, kind of the, the lot of, uh, of both of these programs and Wisconsin certainly been better about it uh, lately. Thank you so much, Colton. You can follow him on Twitter at C WSJ and uh, do check out his work at the Wisconsin state journal. Check him out at Badger extra and at madison.com. Colton, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the uh, the game this weekend. Yep, thanks, no problem. There it is. As I said, two programs that are uh, trying to do the same thing. Wisconsin's done better at it lately. Sounds like they're they're kind of at, at the same place again this year. Both programs looking for a big win. This would be a, a nice win for each of these teams. Uh, we know what it means for Iowa. It, me- it means everything, right? You, you kind of continue this ride. You keep this uh, positive momentum going. Uh, you, you carry it into that game at, at Minnesota or... 
the bubble pops a little bit and, and you know things kind of devolve back to where they were a couple of weeks ago pretty quickly. And so a uh, huge, huge game for Iowa. Obviously, feels like a big game for Wisconsin and Jim Leonard as well. Uh, it should be fun. We'll have it covered from all angles at HawkeyeNation.com. Check us out. Check out all that, uh, everything we have going on over there. Uh, check out the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. Joe Schmelke and myself will uh, will recap uh, Iowa's win at Purdue and, and preview this game against Wisconsin a little deeper uh, Thursday nights on KXNO here in Des Moines, and uh, that'll be here on this podcast feed as well. Thank you so much for listening, and go Hawks! <laughs>